Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Separating fact from fiction. We're going to repeal it and replace it. And and it'll be great health care for much less money. We can have the benefits that were promised to them without any change whatsoever. But if we keep kicking the can down the road, keep digging the hole deeper, burying that deficit more, that's much harder to keep that kind of a commitment. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Susan's calling from Kansas City, Missouri. Marcia from Pittsburgh. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Our producer today, Mr. J.P. Stacey. I'm your host, Gary Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for making us one of the most listened to talk shows across the country. We are happy that you're listening. Welcome you to the show today. Um, if you have questions about health insurance or any health insurance related issues or health care issues, uh, please feel free to call our toll-free number during the broadcast today, 877-385-2224. That's 877-385-2224. Or you can go to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, and you can send us an email um, if you have questions. So you can go up to that website. There's lots of information up there. Um, there's also uh, a number of videos up there. Uh, that talk about different kinds of health insurance that are available, whether it's Medicare, level premium, self-funded, um, individual health insurance. There's a lot of information up there. So you're welcome to go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. All right. Again, uh, if you have questions, 877-385-2224. I'm not going to put you on the air. Um, I've got a pretty important show to do today. At least I think you're going to think it's important. But operators are standing by. They will take your calls, and then I'll get back to you right after the broadcast. So that is the plan, and that's how we're going to proceed with today. So what am I going to talk about today? Well, today I'm going to talk about association health care plans. Now, probably a lot of you, especially if you're self-employed or you're a small employer, um, have seen a lot of chatter about these in places like the Wall Street Journal, um, other publications across the country. Um, and what I'm going to do today is I'm going to lay out for you um, what's being offered, why it's being offered, and then what it takes if you're interested in trying to do something like this. And let me precede that conversation by saying this. We are actively involved with four different groups right now at my agency um, to put in place association plans for these groups. And I'll talk about that during the broadcast. So we're on track with this right now. We're working with an attorney uh, to put the associations together, and, and we're moving forward with this in terms of how this is going to look and what is it going to take to get it done. Um, it is a process, and um, you do have to follow the rules, but it can be done. So let's start with how this all began. On June 19th, the Department of Labor released the much-anticipated regulation for association health plans, all right? So what did that mean? What, why did they do this? And who were they aimed at? And what's the objective? And I'll get into the specifics on, on the plans here shortly. But let's talk about, first of all, why did they do this? Well, the Trump administration felt that there was a need in the marketplace for another way to do health insurance. And, and it's really targeted at two groups. It's targeted at small employers and self-employed people. Those are really the groups that, that they're looking at here. Okay, and then the question is why? 
Okay, why, why do this? Why put these in place? We've had rules on associations in place for some time, but what this reg did is it, it changes those rules, loosens those rules, and makes it easier for these kinds of groups. And we'll talk about who that is uh, as we continue the broadcast, but it makes it, makes it easier for them to form an association for the sole purpose of buying health insurance. Because in the past, there were association plans available, MIWA plans available, but they could not be formed for the sole purpose of buying health insurance. So you had to have an association already in place, um, and then you could approach the issue of, could we buy health insurance through that group? In this ruling, that has gone away now. You can form an association for the sole purpose of buying health insurance. So that's a, that, that's a really big takeaway. Um, and so why is this important to small employers, mom and pop shops, if you will, the self-employed? Well, first of all, it, 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 it's an escape from community rating and community rating on small group health insurance plans has driven the cost up dramatically. Um, and I'll give you a quick explanation or example of community rating. If you use community rating on automobile insurance and you had Allstate insurance and your neighbor down the street wrapped his car around a tree um, and had a DUI and he got a 60% premium increase that year, if you're on a community plan, you're getting a 60% premium increase. So community rating was under ACA Obamacare designed to put everybody in the same pot um, and, and, it, and it restricts what carriers can and cannot do, basically turn them into utilities, if you will, by telling them what they could offer and what they had to charge, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What this does is that it's an escape clause from all of that. So the association's not bound by that, and it is a completely different way to purchase health insurance. So again, you know, when we look at small groups have had large increases. We had a group last year um, in Illinois that got a 48% increase a group of 30-some employees, 48%, all right? Um, and then, and, and we've seen that, uh, you know, across the country. Not everybody gets a 48% increase, but a lot of people have been getting significantly large increases. Think about 16%, 19%, 20%, et cetera. And as a business person, what other product would you buy that consistently escalated at those kinds of prices? Well, there aren't any, okay? So what that says to you is, People are trapped buying this product, health insurance, if they want it, um, and, and the cost is ever escalating. So what the Department of Labor and the Trump administration tried to do here was put together something that gave people an alternative. The other thing that it's targeted at, the other group is, let's just talk about self-employed. So if you're um, uh, 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 you know, a Lyft driver, if you're, if you're um, um, uh, uh, you know, a mom and pop shop, if you will, um, let's say you're an independent PNC agent. You're an you're an automotive repair station owner, um, or uh, or you're um, you know one of these other uh, an independent service station, if you will. Any of those jobs, those companies, you were buying health insurance as an individual on the exchange. Well, what happened there? The wheels came off this year. Okay. Um, you know, in the Kansas City metro, and this happened at a lot of other places around the country, we basically had one carrier. We had a couple of other carriers in certain parts of the market, um, you know, in certain parts of Kansas, or certain parts of Missouri. But essentially, Centene AM Better was the largest carrier in the area. And for individuals that did not get a subsidy, and this is where this takes a, 
uh, you know, has a big effect. For people that made sixty, ninety, a hundred thousand dollars and had to buy their health insurance, they could be paying premiums of as much as twenty seven hundred dollars a month. Uh, it, it, it's ridiculous because if they don't get a subsidy, all right, um, the, the the cost of these individual policies has gone through the roof. So that's the other group that this is targeted at. It's targeted at those people who can come together. That's the purpose of this come together um, and allow them to buy health insurance. It allows employers, small employers, and these individuals to band together to buy health insurance. And that's really what this is all about. So let's talk about um, uh, who is going to offer this coverage now. It's brand new. Remember, you know, this reg only came out, um, uh, as I said earlier, on June 19th. So the carriers, in, in a lot of cases, are scrambling to put something together. But I can tell you, that Blue Cross and Blue Shields across the country are looking at this, Blue Cross of Kansas City. We're actively engaged with them right now with the four uh, potential clients that, that I mentioned in the beginning of the broadcast. I know that Aetna and United are also looking at this, and there's conversations going on with them about how they're going to offer this program, product and, and, and what are the restrictions going to be, how is it going to be offered, what are they going to offer, what are the plan designs going to look like? Is it going to be self-funded? Is it going to be fully insured? Those are all things that have to be sorted out. So the takeaway from this, for those of you listening in the audience that may have some interest in this, is that there is a new model now. There's an opportunity here that uh, if you can meet the criteria, all right, then, then you have the opportunity to do what the big boys do. You're going to be able to go in and buy health insurance like Home, De- Home Depot, Whole Foods, Costco, uh, Quick Trip, etc. So that's the idea, to band together, to lower the cost, to allow people to buy better benefits at a price that they can afford. So when I come back from the break, I'll talk to you about what we consider two of the most important questions. Um, how is this going to be put in place? Where is it going to be in place? And we'll talk about those and some other issues. And then and then we'll move on to the implementation and what it takes uh, if you're interested in doing this. Again, if you have questions about this, we can help you with any health insurance issue. The number is 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224. Or you can reach us online at americashealthcareadvocate.com. America's HealthcareAdvocate.com. So when I come back from the break, we'll talk about the rules and the practical implication, and we'll talk about where is it going to be offered, because you're not going to see this across the country. You're not going to see it in certain states, and I'll explain why that is when I come back from the break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back on America's Healthcare Advocate. Stay tuned. We have more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you've got a question about this uh, particular uh, program regarding association health plans, please send it to me. We are going to put a white paper together um, that we will send out to folks that uh, request this information if we can help you with it. Um, my producer today, Mr. J.P. Stacy, um, and if you if you do have Questions, 877-385-2224. We're happy to chat with you after the broadcast, 
877-385-2224. The topic today, association health plans based on the Department of Labor reg issued on June 19th. What does it mean? Who does it affect? And how do you get it if you really want to do that? So let's start out with two questions that I think are important, okay? The final rules basically leave two important practical considerations to be answered. The first one, which I kind of addressed in the first segment, is will insurance carriers say this is worth the risk for them to step up and do this? Well, in my opinion, I've already told you that Blue Cross of Kansas City is aggressively pursuing this right now. I think you're going to see United and Aetna do the same thing. Um, and, and the reason is because when you can put people together um, and in and, and these kinds of platforms, these large group platforms, you can manage the risk better. All right. There could be. Why do you think the captives have been so remarkably successful? Pareto Contrarian Re, um, 300 plus employers involved, 37,000 lives. That thing didn't even exist five years ago. Okay. Um, we've had clients in it. Clients are in it now. It's been very, very successful. They came together under that model and bought health insurance. Well, the cutoff for that is 50 lives. So this, this allows smaller groups, people that have five employees, 10 employees, 50 employees. Think about it. Uh, a realtor, all right? There are five people in their office, uh, a, an independent PNC agent, an American family agent, a state farm agent. Maybe they've got six or seven people in their office. Um, a service station owner has got you know, three or four mechanics, maybe, uh, himself and his wife running the place. Um, a Lyft driver. Y- yeah, the Uber drivers. OK, so when you th- these are the people that, that we're talking about. So I think you're going to see the carriers step into this space. I think they're going to see it as an opportunity. Um, and I think it's going to uh, they're predicting as many as four million people moving to these plans over the next three or four years. That may be a little aggressive, but I wouldn't be at all surprised to see um, somewhere around two million people moving to these plans because the market will dictate how this is going to work. And from a pricing standpoint, it's going to beat the daylights out of small group. So what are some of the hurdles? Well, one of the biggest hurdles is the states can say yes or no to this. All right, The states continue to have the right uh, to regulate, including the right to prohibit these associations. So where is that going to happen? Well, it's not going to happen in Missouri. It's not going to happen in Kansas. It's not going to happen in Oklahoma, Texas. You get the picture? The red states will step up to this, in my opinion, all right, and will embrace this as an opportunity. Here's where it's going to get shot down. California, Oregon, Washington, Connecticut, New York, um, Vermont, um, Illinois, because they're, they don't want anything to step in and, and, and impact ACA Obamacare negatively from the standpoint of people pulling out of it, okay? They want to force people to be in that group. Okay, that's what they've always wanted to do. That's why there was a mandatory, remember, you had to buy health insurance. Not anymore, but when ACA was originally passed, you had to buy health insurance. So the progressive left-wing states um, will not, I don't think, allow these to take place unless there's an enormous amount of pressure uh, from the business community to somehow uh, you know, make that happen. I just don't see it happening, okay? But I do see it happening in the red states. I do think you're going to see um, in the red states, you're going to see these plans come forward, and I think they're going to make a big, big difference. So let, let's kind of switch gears a little bit here and talk about old rules, new rules. All right, so remember what I said. You could do this before, all right, and the requirements were typical that you had to have an industry or professional association, meaning it already had to be in place. So man, a manufacturing association, a dental association, 
for example, could easily um, step in and and put this together. But they had to they had you know they had to be able to do it underneath an existing association. The new rules are the multi trade association. So let's let's look at what that would be. How about a chamber of commerce? Okay, so you're in a rural community, all right, and uh, you, you, you've got a chamber of commerce with a um, hundred different businesses in it. That chamber could say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna use our chamber as an association, and we're going to put in place uh, offer an association health insurance plan. So they go out and they um, take a census of their members, and they find out that of their one hundred. Uh, uh, groups, 100 employers in that community, um, 60 of them want to do this. Well, then they now have the ability to come together um, and, and form an association. So we think that's going to that's gonna make a huge difference. Um, we think that the, the new rule <clears throat> regarding association health plans is going to kick the door open and more associations and more groups of employers, including, again, sole proprietors, um, and employers that come together primarily to buy health insurance are going to do this. We think that's going to happen. Um, and, and and there's a you know one of the requirements in here is is a non-discrimination requirement, and we'll talk about that here in in, in the upcoming segments because there there's a, there's a significant amount of fake news out there around this. Elizabeth Warren had a bill; uh, she was trying to kill this. Um, it didn't go anywhere. Okay, that probably shouldn't surprise you. Um, but having said that, um, th- there's a significant amount of fake news around these associations being put out, you know, that they're going to discriminate, that, that there are all kinds of other issues. We'll talk about that, um, you know, in the next segment of the show. But I just want to make clear and, and go back um, and, and, and recap that these are designed for um, Chamber of Commerce. Um, if you belong to uh, a petroleum association, I know there's one here in the Kansas City Metro of independent service stations. Um, if you're a PNC agent, okay, and you're 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 a State Farm agent or you're a, you're an American Family agent, um, and and you know you get together and decide, you know, we want to form an association of independent property and casualty agents. Um, if you're a Lyft driver, like I said, there's another opportunity. Um, you may find that that's something else that you want to do. So if you're a realtor, and that's another one that there's a real um, desire on the part of realtors. Um, again, all these people, you know, especially if they're realtors, um, you know, or or they're independent PNC agents, the, the carrier, the people they, that they, that they they have their brand under and they work for, regardless of who it may be, okay, they don't offer health insurance to these people. American Family doesn't offer health insurance for their agents. State Farm doesn't offer health insurance to their agents. The big realtors don't offer health insurance to their agents. They're independent people, contracted, 1099, whatever you want to call it, okay? So what this does is this changes that dynamic and allows these folks to come together um, and and purchase health insurance. So when I come back from the break, I'm going to talk about how you do that, okay? what, what What's the path forward? How do you make it happen? Um, and, and can it feasibly be done? And what's it cost? We'll talk about that as well. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break with more. We're talking about association health plans, who can buy them, how can you get them, and who do they affect, and who might be interested in them. Again, if you want information on any of this, reach out to us at 877-385-2224 is the phone number. I will get a white paper together um, and get it up to the website. So if you want it, we can send it to you. 
Um, you can also go to the website and send us an email if you want to do that, um, americashealthcareadvocate.com. We'll be right back after the break with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. You can also call 877-385-2224. We will help you with any health insurance issues you may have. Uh, We're talking about association health plans today, but if you need a Medicare policy or an existing small group or whatever the case may be, you want to look at level premium partially self-funded, you want to look at uh, captive plans, we have access to all of that. We're happy to help you with it. Um, and feel free to give us a call, 877-385-2224, if you are looking for a better way to do your health insurance. My producer, Mr. J.P. Stacy. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to continue this conversation. So let me go back to this a little bit and, 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 and you know, kind of go through a couple of things that are important here to understand as we continue this conversation about association health insurance plans who can buy them? Why would you want to buy them? And what's the benefit? Okay, so th- these th- we expect that these things can certainly be game changers for some associations and other employers, particularly associations and group that can't satisfy the existing AHP regulated guidance and whose employer members you know have a decent risk pro- profile. So again, remember what I said: the existing rules say you have to have an association in place in order to be able to step forward and put something together to buy health insurance. Under this new rule, you do not have to have an association in place. You can form one. Now, if you've already got a chamber of commerce, okay, um, you know, you've already got a place to start with it. But again, you know, like we're working with an independent PNC agents here in the Kansas City Metro. We're working with some realtors here in the Kansas City Metro. We're working with a group down in Texas. So there are opportunities here for these folks to band together buy health insurance as a group, which will in turn, obviously, um, lower their costs. So let's talk about um, what's involved. First of all, you have to set up an association. So that, and that, that, that responsibility, um, you can either go out and try to do it yourselves, or, you know, you can reach out to us. We are in the, putting these together with an attorney uh, here in the Kansas City metro, depending on where it's at, we may need to get, you know, we'll need to get attorneys in different states. But having said that, we've already started the process. So the attorney will put together the legal documentation to form the association. All right, so you get that done. Now, the next thing you have to do is you have to figure out how you're going to administer it. Okay, so what does that mean? Who's going to collect the association dues, all right, and, and handle the membership? That's a separate piece, all right? So, and that can either be done by a TPA or if you have an existing, you know, group like Chamber of Commerce and they've got the capacity to do that because they're already collecting fees or whatever the case may, may be, you can do it that way. But again, this is a process, all right? It's, it's not going to happen overnight. It takes time to pull all this together. Third step, the health insurance plan. So, I don't know how a lot of other carriers are going to handle this. I do know how Blue Cross of Kansas City is going to handle it. I don't know how a lot of the other Blue Crosses are going to handle it. Blue Cross of Kansas City is going to collect the uh, monthly insurance premiums because, remember, you're going to have, let's say you've got, so for our PNC group, we've got almost 300 agents, 300 uh, pro- uh, property casualty agents and their employees and dependents who are interested in doing this. All right, so somebody has to collect those premiums each month. 
Blue Cross of Kansas City has said that's something that they're considering doing. We think they're going to do it. So they would handle the enrollment, the disenrollment, the collection of premiums, all the rest of that. All right. So it's a three-step process, as I said. Number one, you've got to form the association. That means you legal documentation and a lawyer who specializes in health insurance or benefits that can do this. Number two, all right, you've got to go to the carrier um, after you get the association formed, all right, and 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 get your plan design laid out to talk about what you're going to do. And um, we've got to find an independent TPA or someone to administer your your association. That's not talking about collecting insurance due, uh, insurance premiums rather, enrollments, disenrollments, and all that. That's a separate piece where the association gets set up over here at the MoCan Independent. Um, uh, PNC Agents Association, and we hire um, Cypress or BAS or a TPA and say, your job is to collect these uh, uh, dues, and it's going to be $50 a year. And uh, as new members come on and members go off, then they qualify for the health insurance. But the TPA is going to collect that membership piece and oversee the membership. Now we go to the third piece, which is the health insurance carrier, and the health insurance carrier uh, the model that Blue Cross is using is we will collect the premium. Uh, at least that's what we're, 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 we're hoping is going to happen. It looks like it's going to happen. They'll collect the premium and um, uh, they'll administer the actual plan. They will not administer the association, but they will administer the plan. So that's kind of the, the, the it, it, it sounds fairly simple. Um, there's a lot of moving parts in this. As I said, you know, this just got issued June 19th. So we're, we're, we, we've got a lot of work to do, but I think uh, I'm seeing it in the national media and I'm seeing it in a lot of other places. I think you're going to see that these are going to be highly attractive um, <clears throat> simply because of the advantages that they offer getting out of community rating, putting together a plan that, that's going to allow people to buy good health insurance at a cost they can afford. And, you know, that's key to this thing. Think about this for a minute, okay? Um, you know, I had this conversation the other day with, 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 um, uh, an independent realtor he said 90% of our people buy a bronze plan because they can't afford anything else. And then the problem is they buy the bronze plan and they've got an out of pocket of $6,500, a deductible of maybe 6,500 and a max out of pocket of $12,000. What good is that to them? Um, it's not. Okay. So what, what ACA has done is it's choked off the marketplace and, and you know, ACA works really well for people to get subsidies from the standpoint of they've got health insurance, the government's paying a huge chunk of it, up to 90%, whatever the case may be. But for people, again, in this category of 60000 to 100000 to you know 120000 whatever it is, a year is a family income, they can't qualify. So what do they do? They, well, and oftentimes they just don't have health insurance. Or they go out and they buy one of these pseudo plans, these pseudo insurance plans, like these MediShare plans, these Christian plans, which essentially are what I call crowdfunding. Um, they're not regulated. Um, they, they don't, they're not, they're not um, overseen by the departments of insurance um, and, they're, and they're not health insurance. And they, they, I'm not saying anything they don't tell you in their documents, but that's how desperate people have gotten. That's why those plans have got such, uh, you know, have gotten so much traction is because, again, as I said earlier in another segment, the marketplace dictates what happens. Well, the marketplace dictated these people found a loophole with those with these Christian MediShare plans, 
And they've had a lot of people flock to them because they're desperate to get some type of coverage that's going to pay bills if they get sick. So these association plans will eliminate a ton of that, okay, because you're going to be able to buy legitimate health insurance regulated by the Department of Insurance in your state. Now, once again, as I said earlier, you're not going to see this, I don't think, in California, Washington, Oregon, um, uh, Vermont, New York, Connecticut, um, in, in in Illinois, you're not going to see this in the blue states. They're, they're going to choke it off at, because the the in, the insurance entities, the Department of Insurance in each of those states, has the right to say yes or no to this. But the beauty is that they that there is the right to say yes or no to this. So in the red states, Missouri, Kansas, Idaho, Texas, Florida, Nevada, um, go down the list. Okay, Utah, etc. I think you're going to see these get a lot of traction and a lot of play. Um, and I think you're going to see them once they're established, it's going to take a while, but once they're established and they catch fire, um, and, and, you know, other people start to see how well these are working. I think you're going to see the same phenomena here that we saw with the captive plans and, and we saw with the level premium plans. Remember something level premium plans the the, you know, Aetna is now writing a ton of level premium business. Blue cross is writing a ton of level premium business. But it was pioneered by companies like Starmark, Trustmark, um, IHC, uh, National General. Those were the companies that started out looking at this niche market, okay, and it exploded because it got them out of community rating. It got them out of ACA Obamacare. It put them over on the ERISA platform, which is the Department of Labor platform, which is the same platform these association plans will be governed under. And that's why they've become so enormously popular. You know, we're, we just finished a case. I think we've got about 40 lives in this case. Um, it's a pharmaceutical firm, a small independent pharmaceutical firm. Uh, we, I think we're going to cut their premium by 78, 80, 70 or $80,000 this year, okay? Um, just by going on the plan. That has nothing to do with the amount of money they, they could get back potentially out of the claims fund if they don't use it. That's why they're popular. That's the same reason why the captives have taken off. So again, I think the association plans are going to make a huge difference. They're predicting as many as 4 million people enrolling. That might be a little aggressive. Now that's over about a three to four year period, but I do think you're going to see upwards to 2 million in the next couple of years because the marketplace is going to dictate people are going there. When I come back from the break, we'll talk about the fake news surrounding these plans because there's a lot of that out there. Uh, And I'm going to debunk a lot of that nonsense that's out there telling you, you know, what what these plans aren't going to do. So stay tuned. I'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Reach out to us online at America's Healthcare Advocate if you want information. We'll be right back after the break with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIE Radio Network. If you have questions on today's topic or anything else regarding health insurance, whether it's Medicare, whether it's group, self-funded, individual, doesn't matter. 
877-385-2224. Anywhere in the country, we're happy to answer your questions. 877-385-2224. Online at americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, the always perfect Mr. J.P. Stacy. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. All right, fake news and association plans. This is out of the Wall Street Journal, okay? I think you'll find this interesting. All right, so... So um, th- 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 this is some of the nonsense that's out there. The headlines note that uh, the a- AHPs, Associated Health Plans, are exempt from the federal mandate on essential health benefits with the false implication this means no one will have maternity coverage. All right, right away, okay, we see this start, okay? There's anything about the, There's nothing in these regs and there's nothing in these plans that says they're not going to offer maternity coverage. That's not that, that that's a red herring. It's it's 100 percent false. OK, the, the 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 Wall Street Journal goes on to say the main savings from the association plans come from lower administrative costs and larger risk pools. What did I just say? OK. Not from skimpy benefits. So the idea is everybody comes together, it lowers the cost, okay? So while employers team up to, to go buy these plans, one of the main reasons behind this is they're going to be able to attract and retain talent. We're hearing this. Every, I, had a, I had one of our national syndicators reach out to me and said, you know, we've never done health insurance. I was a little surprised. But he said, we can't keep people because we don't have health insurance. The labor market is tight. This is down in Texas, okay? So this is becoming an issue, all right? It's becoming an issue. And what this association plan will do is it gives a model where, again, lower costs, better benefits, and and come together and buy it in a way that makes sense. And this is what I, this is the part I find telling. This is from the Wall Street Journal. The real panic on the left is that many Americans may leave the Obamacare exchanges for plans they prefer in price, quality, or both. In other words, people might get better coverage. Hello? What did I say in the last segment? Okay. If you're on individual health insurance and you're paying $1,600, $2,700, $1,200, $1,500 a month for health insurance and it's crap, okay, because if it's a bronze plan, that's what it is, all right, with a narrow network. Okay, then, then what have you got? Well, you haven't got much, that's for sure. And, that, and that's the big deal about these, okay? And, and here's more fake news. This is, again, from the Wall Street Journal. The draft labor rules said that an employer could price plans based on function uh, or other categories, but not on health claims. So if you hear this nonsense about they're going to base it on health claims, so if you're if you're sick, it's going to cost more. Or we go back to the famous pre-existing clause. None of that is in this in this document. I've actually got the document. I've read the document. It's nowhere in there. This is not getting rid of pre-existing conditions. This is not going to rate you based on um, your health conditions. And here's something else that's interesting. Under ACA and the small group plans, those are age-rated, age-banded plans. You know the beauty, one of the reasons why the, the level premium, the, the, the um, captive plans, and, and the partially self-funded models are going taking off like a rocket and why they've done so well? Because they're composite-rated. You know, when we talked to these folks at this pharmaceutical firm a couple of weeks ago, they were thrilled that they were going to have one rate for every employee, whether that employee is 30 or 45 or 55. One rate, okay? It's much easier to administer. Um, it looks a lot less discriminatory. Think about that. If you've got somebody that is that is age-banded at 55 and their premium is $900 a month for that person and the employer is paying half, but they're paying 
$450, right? Now roll back to the 30-year-old where the premium is $350. Duh. So the employee pays $175. This gets rid of all that. It composite rates. So it allows everybody to have that health insurance at a rate that makes sense for everybody and lowers the cost overall. That's what this is all about, okay? <laughs> you know, it's just amazing to me that the, the, and, and the more you hear Elizabeth Warren and other people scream about this, the more that ought to tell you that this could make a lot of sense and that it has a lot of merit and value because they're threatened by it, all right? They're threatened by what's left of ACA Obamacare, um, and this is going to pull people off of ACA Obamacare, just like I said earlier. The people that are going to flock to this are the mom-and-pop shops, the small employers, the people that, that, that couldn't afford health insurance and said to their employees, well, here's the deal. We're going to give each of you $300 a month and go figure out what you can do. And so they go up on the exchange and try to buy a policy, um, and maybe they can and maybe they can't, depending on the amount of money they make. But what this is going to do is this is going to change that dramatically. So I'm going to conclude with what the Wall Street Journal says. The Congressional Budget Office says the new AHPs will attract 4 million Americans, about 400,000 of whom are uninsured. Uninsured. 400,000 people will come off the uninsured ranks. What did I just say earlier? about why, what people are doing. They can't afford health insurance, so they go out and buy these crowdfunding programs like Christian MediShare. Those people are going to move back to real health insurance with real networks and real carriers that can make sense for them. So in conclusion, folks, these association health plans will shine a bright light, in my opinion, okay, on an opportunity to buy health insurance at a cost that you can afford Okay, on with plan designs that are going to make sense and give you choice. That's what this is really all about. Okay, if you want information on this, remember what I said. Okay, this is not a one and done deal. I'm going to go back through it again. First, you got to have a legal document that sets up the association. Secondly, you've got to have an administrative arm for the association, which is a TPA, third party administrator, or if your chamber can do it or whoever can do it. All right. And last but not least, you got to find a carrier willing to underwrite the policy and issue. Um, those health insurance policies. Right now, here in the Kansas City Metro, we've got Blue Cross and Blue Shield heavily engaged in this. We don't have a final product yet, but we're moving there. There are discussions going on with us and Aetna now and United Healthcare. So we're happy to talk to you about this. If you want to chat about it, feel free to give us a call um, or reach out to us on the internet. Again, I will have a, a white paper uh, ready to go. Um, that I will send out once I complete it, uh, talking about all these various pieces and how this all works. Uh, so you can reach out to us, and, and I'll be happy to send that to you and take it from there. This is going to be a highly specialized area. Uh, not every broker, agent, consultant out there is going to be able to do this. It, it, there's a lot of work involved in this. But once it's in place, it's going to make a lot of sense for a lot of employers. So hopefully this helped you today and gave you some good information. And now I leave you, ladies and gentlemen, with this thought from Dr. Martin Luther King. Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters, or we will surely perish as fools. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. Goodbye, America.